This is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Hallmark mystery movies and the NBA. <laughs> I'm Antonio. I also love the NBA and Hallmark in every form that it shows up. And this is a Deck the Hallmark podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. It's not every day uh, on a Friday that we have an interview, but it's a, it's a good one. Antonio, welcome back to Deck the Hallmark, a second appearance. Not everybody gets that, yeah. so, I mean. I feel I feel honored to be in this group. Thank you. Thanks for having me back on this beautiful Friday. We finally got some sun out here, so I feel nice. Thank God. Am I right? Yeah. It's probably, I mean, I feel like right now, I don't know what it's like in Canada. Never been. I want to. But yeah. here in South Carolina, where it, the spring is basically like every weekend is either really hot or it gets really cold randomly. And you just kind of yeah. go through these ups and downs and then you get sick and then you're like, oh gosh, I guess this is it now. And then it's over and then you're fine. And then it's yeah. Vancouver is, uh, it has two seasons. It has pseudo summer and rain and rain is usually like seven to 14 months and pseudo summer is somewhere between June and the end of June. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like yesterday we had a, 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 no, two days ago we had a hailstorm, like a hailstorm, wow. like full on like baseballs of hail drop. Wow. Just, just because it was Sunday. Who knows? Just why not? Why not? Um, since the last yeah. time that you and I spoke, you, um, you were in the mighty ducks and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but I do want you to know, and I told you this, that I've never been more jealous of somebody. Like just the fact that you got to be on screen with on Mighty Ducks thing. Like I, and Emilio was there. So pretty are you going back Emilio for season there. two? No, no. Although I kind of knew that, you know, we're the parents. They they established us. We made sense in season one. And at that point they can say Can I tell all, you this like, though? You don't want to go back now. Emilio is no. not there. Like, what's the point? Why She's are we even there. doing this? Why are we doing this? Yeah. Yeah. I so, have my time with Emilio. Listen, I, I got to, I got to have my makeup done side by side with the dude and, and talk, talk about nothingness. And the whole time in my head, I was like, you're talking with Bombay. Like, it's amazing. It's Bombay. It's knuckle puck time. <laughs> Flying V. <laughs> Flying V. It was so frustrating though. This is the show was, uh, I kept the scenes where Bombay's coaching are so good. They're so yeah. good. And I felt like we took a little bit too long to get to, to get Bombay out of the shell. Like, I think they waited. Yeah. It's like, what was it? An eight episode season? Yeah. It was probably like four before you kind of like crack cool. him actually doing what he's good at. Maybe six by the time he's actually like right. on the ice doing something cool. Yes. That's unacceptable. Yeah. As much as I love, I uh, of, uh, what is it? Lauren Graham? Lauren Graham. Yeah. It's it's Coach Bombay. Like, yeah, I felt the same way. And and the other thing that 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 kind of irked me when the season was over because the kids in this show are fantastic. So good. They like those kids need more runway because if if each and every one of those planes can get in the air, man, that's like that's a sky full of Learjets. Like they are studs. And I just felt like in the original Ducks, everybody had their thing, yeah. right? Like you got Avery with the cowboy hat and the lasso routine. You got the knuckle puck and the smash, but like you, 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 everyone had their, their really like defined lane. And in this one, the lanes were like close, but 
it didn't it didn't get you in the feels you know what i mean you 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 didn't identify with one single kid and you were like that's my horse if i was on the team that's what i would be well i would be hopeful that in season two those things would start to develop more but it's just without bombay it's i just don't care as much and so i'm probably not gonna watch it and i hate that no the new guy would have to be so good and so interesting and so charismatic and because he's an established something somebody already i don't think he can be it's like That's mighty. It's team. like Mighty Ducks three. Like it's clearly the yeah. worst of the Mighty Ducks. That yeah. coach is fine, but like the the sure. scene with the Bombay in it is the best scene in the movie. So it's exactly. It's just tough. It's just tough. But yeah. I, I was so happy to see you in the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. it made me so happy. I was stoked. Uh, let's talk chocolate. Let's talk mi- chocolate yeah. mystery. Andrew Walker, Nikki Deloach. Um, I'm so glad. Spoiler alert to everybody out there that you weren't the killer. I just want to say that. I made my, uh, as I was watching it, I just had a a, 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 a feeling in my stomach, like, oh gosh, he killed somebody. This is going to be him. This is it. Um, (laughs) And I'm so happy that you didn't. First of all, I want to say that. Um, But what a, first of all, what a great cast. Um, Right. How did you get involved with the, the project and how much fun was this to shoot? Project was incredibly fun. I got involved the way I do anything else. I, I auditioned. I, um, I actually, I actually got got an audition for a, a different role, and I was like really excited. And then I kind of did the math on what it would take for me to book this other role, and I thought, uh, that's not going to happen. What are they up to? <laughs> and then, and then I got a call like two days after I sent in the first tape. They're like, "Hey, we'd really like you to read for this other character." And I was like, "Yeah, that sounds like it makes more sense." Um, and and as, as soon as it showed up, as soon as we saw the sides for the other character, my wife and I read it. We were like, "Yeah." Yeah, this is what you're gonna book. There's no, there's no question. Um, which felt felt great to be right about that, and, and it was exciting, you know, for me to be reunited with Walker. Like he was, uh, he was the lead on in the, the the first Hallmark that I did with him and, and Taylor and Marcus Rosner. So um, <laughs> he's just like you've spoken to him a million yeah. times. Like right? he's the dude's the dude's the a G. He's great. Yeah, and and I had never met Nikki before, um, and and I'm not, um, I don't look people up. Uh, just kind of as a general rule. And also I, I don't really care. Uh, and so I knew sure. nothing about her. Uh, and we were kind of halfway through a conversation when her last name dawned on me. And I was like, I read your name on a script last year that I think Cardi Wong booked. And she was like, Oh yeah, that was my movie. And I was yeah. uh, on paper that I didn't, I, I didn't end up seeing. I saw a few scenes that Cardi was in, but I, I, I don't know him. I just know him because Zach Hug always speaks about him. And so I, I kind of follow his career. Cause I'm like, ah, if Zach likes you, I like you. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, so getting to meet Nikki, you know, in real life and find out that she's actually just the best, like the, best. the, the most grounded, kindest, wisest human was amazing. Um, and like you said, the entire cast, like top to tails, like you kind of walk in this room and you're like, who are all these people and how did you all end up here? And then piece by piece, you know, I rounded the corner and bumped into Lachlan Monroe and, and I had that, I had this moment where I was like, I think I know him, know him. Like, do I know him? Why do I know this guy? And then as he walked away, I realized, Oh, I've just, I've seen him in every He's show. He's just I've been ever in everything in the past 55 Forever. years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, it was uh, really great. I'm hopeful that there will be more. Um, I can't see why there wouldn't. I'm It'd sure. Crazy not to. I, this is based off a book series, so you might know the yeah. answer to this, but I feel like it's set up really nicely, a sort of yeah. love triangle between you, Nikki, so. and Andrew. Like that, I feel like would be really fun. Okay, so here's here's my question. Yeah. Because um, when I read it, I had this thought. 
when our relationship takes the turn where she thinks I'm I'm the I'm the killer. Right. She never really comes back to me. <laughs> she never has she, she never has a moment where she rounds back and she's like, "Well, thank goodness it wasn't you." And I kind of <laughs> like you. Like it just it just stops. And and then the movie's over. And so I I was like, "Hang on a second. That is the most unceremonious ghosting that Hallmark has potentially ever done. Like I felt like I got done dirty on that. That's true. And I didn't even think about that. But Oh man. But also keeps me up at night. It depends. Like, does <laughs> does does he know that she thought that maybe she was having dinner with a killer? Um, no, I don't think I think that he figures it out afterwards. Okay. But we never see that scene. Yeah. That's right? that's like, tough to come back from on both sides. Like for Nikki's that's, character, that's for Goldie, it's like I just accused I like I in my mind I thought this guy. Exactly. Could be a killer. We have to have an apology scene now. Like now she's going to have to come to me and be like, uh, I'm really sorry. I never called you back. I just, I thought you killed my best friend. And he's going to be like, I loved her. And I, now I don't. And it was hard for me too. And like, do you want to get a creme brulee? Like, where do we go from right. here? Um, can you tell me this? This was a question that um, we were left with. And maybe it was just like, we got lost in the weeds a little bit, but the, the, the lady who died smiley, Yep. Who was she in a romantic relationship with? Was it Adele's son? I don't son? think anyone, actually. No one. She wasn't... No, I don't think anyone. So she was counseling Adele's son, Julian. But they weren't, um, They weren't. Uh, you know... They weren't an item. Okay. No. So what I think, what, I, what, what had happened was that Julian had confided things in her and and they were weighing on her that that moment at the beginning where she's sitting she's uh, walking with nikki past the catering table and she says like uh, can we talk can we meet da, 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 and she's about to go drive in the next scene and then she drives off the cliff um that was i believe to to unfurl the mystery like she knew what was happening with uh, uh dr owen or whatever his name is yeah. and so she she had this piece of information about Julian that never came to fruition, but I don't think she was actually in a romantic relationship with anyone. Um, Tremblay was kind of flirty, flirty with her, and uh, and my character used to date her, obviously, and, and and was sort of dumped. But what was the reasoning, like why? Because Adele says that she saw her leaving the house late at night. That happened, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, that's why did, I it led me to think, oh, she's they were like, in a relationship with Julian, not Julian's dad, yeah. like as Adele thought, but she's in a relationship with Julian. Yeah, no, I could, I'm, I mean, I could be wrong about this, I suppose, but I, I think that it's that he was a very troubled young man, and she was his counselor, and so like she would, she would go. Um, uh, What's going on over there? Sorry, she would go, she would go, and uh, so my wife just like walked in the background. In a very, I don't know where it is. Um, yeah, she would go to that house to try and um, uh, like help help Julian because I, I don't know, maybe he had nowhere else to go or he had no one else to talk to. All right, all right, all right. I'll Something take your like word that. for it. I'll take know. your word for it. I, I I'd have to rewatch it. Yeah, there's, there was a lot. Of, listen, I'm used to my homework being uh, very nice and easy to follow. Yeah. There were a lot of names, and I'm just oh, yeah. like, this was a hard one. It was a hard one. Uh, I don't know I if they read, want for me. I, I literally, I, I'm not making this up. I was, I was shooting, um, I was shooting another thing at the time, so I was, I was like doing double duty, and I was reading, and I was paying attention, but things get lost. And I read the script, and I got to the end of it, and I was like. I have no idea what happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I didn't know who the killer was when I got to the end of it and I had to start the whole thing over. It was like, um, I also found out that 
uh, in a previous draft, there wasn't just one uh, death. There were multiple. Oh. So this person was like, for whatever reason, picking people off. And I guess, I guess at some point, network read that and we're like, well, this is very unhallmark. So uh, you can have one. I wonder what happens so. in the book. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to read it. I think it. there's multiple people in the book. No, I'm not going to no. read it, Lord. No. But I know that there's at least two books in the series. Yes. There might be more, but at, at the very least, there's two books. So I I, I can't imagine that they're not going to make a string of these. You have Nikki and Andrew, like, make 1,800. Maybe somebody who well. has read the book can tell us if there's a love triangle. But I'm here that for it. That would be it. great. I'm here for the love triangle. Uh, as I, I, We didn't get to really see the three of you interacting together. Right. Yeah. Like to me, that would be that would be really fun if they go in this direction that that Goldie does develop feelings for Brad and we actually become a thing. And then there is, you know, there's a there's a a, not a feud, but there's a feeling that passes between Andrew's character and my character that is like, we don't like each other, but we can see that we're both nice dudes, but also like game on. Did you have a scene? And then we could have like a suit off. No, no, no. We were in the same um, restaurant. We were both in the restaurant together, right. but we were kind of like across from each other. Was that e- was that even shot on the same day? It was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, same. Could, we, we could see each other throughout the whole. Hey, buddy. Throughout the whole thing. Hey, good to see yeah. you. You're doing great. Because originally, what he wanted was uh, was to be able to see us in the back of Andrew's shot and Andrew in the back of our shot so right. that they could get those like, kind of like flirty furtive glances between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I don't think, I don't know. I don't think they used any of that, so yeah. it might not have worked, but it was a nice idea. Um, I got to ask you, um, about evergreen, you know, how much I love evergreen. This was yeah. this past year was the first year we haven't had an yeah. evergreen and I know like four years, I think. How many evergreens are there? Are there four? Yeah. 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 Christmas evergreen four was the last one. Like what happened? Is this it? Are we done? I don't know. I don't know. I want to know. I'm not, I'm not even close to in the loop. (laughs) I'm not even like the end of a frayed rope. Like (laughs) they could have, they could have done part five and not told me. And I just still would not know. Um, Like the person to lobby, I have to believe again is Zach hug. Cause yeah. he's the one who wrote the the bulk of them and like, it's his world. It's his world. And he has an ending in his head. I know, I know he does. Cause I just, oh, I know. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he like, he's just, he is the type of person who would have an answer. You should have him on and grill him. Yeah. Well, At I the am very least you should get him to, to get on here. And if it's not going to make, get made, you should make him tell you the story of evergreen five live. Well, I, I just want, I'm show. fighting. I'm still pushing for Christmas and evergreen, the TV series. Like I think it's Thank just, you. it's just a thing that it, we should it's do. It's a no brainer. That's yeah, how we should. End me. It. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I, I had that conversation at some point with, with Zach kind of back and forth on Twitter. Cause I was like, this is what it should be. It should just transition into that. And it would also make more sense, right? Like by the time you got to um, part four, there were so many uh, people that you have to accommodate so many right. actors, so many right. schedules, so many, whatever that, that if you turn it into, you know, an eight part, you know, one season that turns into five seasons or whatever, then you can have Jill Wagner's episode as one and eight. And she doesn't have to be there for all of it, but she's right. focused and you could have Ashley and you could have, you know, like we could all actually have our part in this giant town and it would be, contextualize it makes sense like yeah i'm else? i'm i'm more than here for it how about uh i just finished yellow jackets and rakia was so good in it that's so great oh for yeah her. so awesome for her. just doing yeah, stuff she's 
she's she's she's fantastic. Um, um, let's get to what I think. I mean, we did 15 minutes of Hallmark, more than enough. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Let's talk about the NBA, buddy. Let's. Um, I oh, think what. Oh yeah. I think what everybody wants to know is who you got. Um, obviously, you got the Raptors, but. Um, and I feel I can hear people turning off their podcasts <laughs> across, like, across, whoa, across the world. Um, I'm going to tie Hallmark into the NBA. Oh yeah. Someone's going to fall yeah. in love. You, you just yeah. wait, you just yeah. wait and see. Um, I feel like we got a lot of really fun matchups in the first round. Yeah. Not, not to mention Philadelphia Raptors. How are you feeling about that? I feel great about it. I feel great about it. Really? I think about the matches for a long time. I really do, actually. Are you just saying the, that the, to convince yourself that you feel good about it? No, no. I'm, uh, I'm, I am a disciple here of Nick Nurse. I think that Nick Nurse is truly a coach to be reckoned with. Uh, I think that he, his scouting reports and his game plan, the whole team's scouting reports and game plan, but the way in which he's able to look at the team that he's facing and then tinker with his, uh, his roster yeah. in order to fit it into an offense and a defense that's going to dominate who's in front of him is it's masterful. And he's done it time and time again. Um, you know, we have this, like when, when the, when the season first started, I was talking to a friend of mine um, who does wardrobe for, uh, for Hallmark. And um, I said, she, she's fairly new to uh, the, the, the interest of basketball. Like she just got into the Raptors and she's a big fan and blah, blah, blah. And I said, this is actually the best year. If you're just starting off, this is the best year to be a Raptors fan because they have the most exciting and bizarre team yeah. kind of in, in basketball history. We have a bunch of six, nine players who have seven foot four wingspans. They're so annoying to play. You can't go anywhere without a hand just randomly swiping at you. And you don't even know where the hand came from. There's no direction. And so when you drop a, a a massive superstar like Embiid into the center of that, who is going to, let's just get this out of the way, get 30 and 10 minimum, no matter what, what you're looking to do is to make his percentage plummet and to throw him off in such a way that he can't actually use his help. Right. And our team is designed to be able to do that. And then furthermore, you have a Fred Van Vliet who can chase James Harden all day. Again, Harden's going to get his points. We're not looking to... Um, Maybe, we'll see. We're not... Maybe. I mean, he's been playing, fortunately for us, terribly. Yeah. But he, he has the capacity to make his team better, and that's what we want to get rid of. The rest of that, we can shut down. Our defense is relatively stifling when it's together, and our offense, when it's clicking, I mean, just put Scotty Barnes in and sort of wind the dude up, and he's going to create some sort of offense for you. We've, we've discovered that. Like, what a score that kid has been. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with the, I won't lie. I didn't want Philly. I wanted Miami, but not because we're a better matchup. I just love the drama. Yeah. I just thought what a mess that series would be. It'd be so emotional. (laughs) And, you know, Oladipo just came back and I think the league has forgotten that Oladipo is, is beyond good. Like that, that, that dude is a game changer. I've seen him play a couple games and even I was like, Oh yeah, what a mess for the league. Everyone forgot he's on Miami. That's problematic. Right. So, um, but yeah, first round I'm, I'm stoked on that. I'm also stoked to see John Morant and Ant Edwards. That's, that's the series that I'm the most excited about. And I just want to say this to everybody out there as a magic fan, like I would be, if, like I get that excited when we make the playoffs. So shove yeah. off. It's exciting for Minnesota. They're excited. I loved it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. 
Go for it. I'm I am not a I'm not naturally a Minnesota fan. No. I love to hate Pat Beverly. He's my he is like my favorite person to dislike. Man, the mouth I of I kind of love my, him. It, it, I got to be honest. I love it. I, this is the thing. I'm like I'm obsessed with him, but but I love hating him. And that's what he wants. You know what I mean? I'm playing his game. Also, I'm not a fan of Cat. I just think he's one of the most annoying players that's ever played, but dude can ball. And so like, do they deserve to be there? Absolutely. Absolutely. D'Angelo Russell. Oh, like it's just a team of like young pseudo villains. It's great. And they won it's that great. game with cat fouling out with like, what? that was terrible in that game Four, five I minutes left in the fourth and texted it to everybody. Yeah. I think it was, yeah, yeah. It was like, it was, it was a lot. He, he had 11 points and five rebounds. Like you deserve to be booed. Also, you're going to the playoffs. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. Get it. Go get it, man. All right. Let's just walk through this, this, uh, the playoffs real quick. And then we'll, yeah. we'll give it, let everybody off the hook. The heat, they're <laughs> moving. It doesn't really matter who they're going to play. Yeah. They'll, they'll win. Yeah. Um, you've got the Raptors. Yep. You've con- you've convinced me. I'll go Raptors. Yep. I'll go Raptors over six. I'm, I'm saying Raptors in six. I'm yeah. not even, I don't even need game seven. No, who does? Why not? Bulls, Bucks, not a bad series. That's fun. Yeah, I think it's going to be very exciting. I have to say, I'm pretty sure the Bucks are going to take it. Uh, obviously, I want the Bulls because Raptors for life. Tamar DeRozan's my guy. Um, also, the construct of that Bulls team, they are designed to be able to obliterate most people just on offense. But um, I don't know. Chris Middleton goes off. Giannis, we know what he can do. And they've got a whole team of smart role players, not to mention Drew. Like, the Bucks are tested. I, I when When they won, I said... LOL, they got one. It's never going to happen again. <laughs> and then I kind of looked at what was happening around in the league, and I was like, ah, it's possible that they can just keep doing this. Yeah. I don't. So I want I'm the Bucks. I'm going to say Bucks. I want the Bulls, too, because Magic for Life. I got I to cheer for my yeah. Vooch. But uh, yeah. the Bucks are too good. The Bucks are too good. I didn't know that Didi and Vooch are, like, amazing friends. Yeah, that's that's how that's how those two ended up on the on the Bulls together. So there you go. You know, magic, magic and Raptors. Here let's we go. go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Nets, Celtics. Seven yeah, two. It's a hard one. It's a hard one. Listen, I, I don't know how you beat Kevin Durant. Jason Tatum. Amazing. You know, uh, Jalen Brown's playing fantastic. That coach has finally like figured out what to do with that team. But Katie and Kyrie just have that that chip inside them that you put them in a big game and they, they deliver a big game. I, I don't know. The rest of the team I think is trash, but I got to go Brooklyn on that uh, against my, my, my better judgment and my best wishes. I want Boston in four. And I, and that's saying a lot because I hate Boston because yeah. I'm a Toronto fan. <laughs> I, it's tough. I mean, I, it, Kyrie is obviously very good. They just haven't played mm-hmm. a lot together. And no. so you got you got four four you know at least four games where you get to yeah. kind of see how things shake out. Celtics have been playing really good ball down the stretch. They've been playing amazing. Also. But I gotta go with the Nets. I don't know. I gotta go with. They the also Nets. lost Robert Williams. I gotta go with the Nets. So they're, they're missing. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I think it's a it's conclusive. Um, West Suns against I don't know. Let's go with the Pelicans. Let's go with the Pelicans. Why not? I but mean, the Suns. I don't know how you don't pick the Suns. They're you, playing. They're they're playing out of their mind. They're punching out of their league. Like it, it's it's too much. I love the Pelicans. I think like CJ plus JV plus Ingram is pretty exciting. I said to somebody, and I got in trouble for this. 
I think that the Pelicans should trade Zion. I think they should ship him off to New York, get Emmanuel quickly and Obi Topin, and just roll without him because the core that they have over there doesn't seem like they need him. Who's getting? Who's giving you grief about that? Uh, people who don't know. <laughs> I am one hundred. Think that Zion's supposed to be like the the second coming. Listen, I'm I'm from the city that Zion played high school ball in. I know enough yeah. people that know Zion to tell you that Zion is lazy, and yeah. I I just don't have uh, high expectations. Like he can obviously uh, yeah. dunk the ball out of sure. the gym, but yep. trade him, trade him. Yeah. And like, and like, I think that if you sent him to New York, you know, you're reuniting him with RJ Barrett. So New York's going to be happy with that. They get a marquee player, a name on the gardens, blah, blah, blah. New York would be so annoying about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maz Jazz. Ooh, that's a, that's like an, that's like an annoying matchup because I don't care about either team right now. They're both playing so poorly. Yeah. Um, Donovan Mitchell gets the good guy award uh, for the rest of his life. As far as I'm concerned, I just think that guy is a really good guy. So I want him to win, but uh, Doncic deserves it. Send him forward. I went to Salt Lake this year for the first year and I just fell in love with the city and I went to a jazz game, jazz magic, jazz beat the magic. That's no surprise. Um, But I really enjoyed it. It was a really good crowd. They were very loud. And I mean, they were playing the magic. So there's no reason Utah's anyone always been one of the loudest places to play in. So I kind of really found myself falling in love with the city. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm going with Salt Lake. Let's go Utah. I say, I say take Utah. I want you, I want Utah to win. I'm going to go Mavs. Cause I just think Doncic he's, he's gotta, he's gotta make a name for himself. <laughs> like he's yeah. gotta get himself into places that people well, don't he's want He's just got to stop, you know, getting texts and <laughs> that'll, that'll yeah. help out a lot. I love every yeah. year, at least three times a year. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. get mad at the refs anymore. I'm done. I'm leaving it behind sure. me. Yeah, buddy. We'll see. Goes off. Um, Golden State, Denver. Who you got? Uh, it's a mess. It's funny. I was just listening to the Draymond Green podcast with Steph Curry where they were talking about their uh, uh, their, their 2017 team. And they were just saying, The best like, team, no matter what happened, they're the best yeah, team of all time. No Guys, I don't happens. know how you can say that. I concur. It's, a, it's it's my favorite statement. I love it. I love Draymond Green because he's like, he's, he's outlandish and he has the IQ to back it up when it comes to talking basketball. It doesn't mean he's right. No. But like he understands stats. He understands all the stuff. I just don't know. Uh, how, I, don't I don't know, know. how you can say that with what <laughs> <Right>? happens. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's. If you win, I love him. if you win that year, I concur. Yeah. 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 But they didn't. No, you you can't say that nobody could beat us when you got beat. Yeah, I concur. It, it feels, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. Those two teams, I, I don't think either of them are playing up to their potential. I think I, I feel really badly for Jokic because he is out of this world. If he can get Jamal Murray back and they can put a squad together, they're a really exciting team. what they've been able to do without Jamal Murray is unreal. Like I would like to see them move forward. I will pick them over golden state just, just because I need, uh, I need golden state to just quiet down. Steph is still out, right? Yeah. Is he supposed to be back in the playoffs? I'm not sure. I haven't read anything about whether or not they, they kept him out the last stretch to let him heal or if he's out because he's like injured. Give me Denver. Yeah, I'll take Denver anyway. I will say though, I I 
when when Golden State is clicking, like when Steph's out there, Clay's out there, they're, they're one of real. my favorite teams to watch. Like I, yeah. I'm still not over it when they are clicking no. and they're hitting. I'm not. I'm I'm all in. So if they're just really I, I fun, I think to that watch. they are like they're Showtime Lakers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I don't know if you've been watching Winning Time. I'm sure you have. I actually like, haven't. I keep asking people oh, if it's any good, and I don't know anybody who's watched. Just it. watch it. Is it good? Yeah, just watch it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's. I mean, it's classic Adam McKay structurally, and so if you're into Succession, you're just getting Succession of basketball with a little less drama and a little bit of comedy, right. and. John C. Riley as Jerry Buss is kind of the characterization you didn't know you needed. It's great. Did you watch the um, TNT seventy-five uh, draft, the NBA draft that they did? Did you I watched watch it? the first three minutes of it, and then I was like, I can't do this. I watched the whole thing, and if for no other reason than to see Jerry Buss just like throw shade constantly, it's worth it. He gives oh, the man. the guy on um. Uh, TNT was it Tuesday in between Dwayne yeah. and uh, Candace. There's just like this guy that no one knows who he this is. Dude. And uh, <laughs> Jerry just keeps giving that guy crap for no reason. Amazing. It's fantastic. You must know. Yeah. I don't no, know. It's, uh, it's, just, it's, it's worth watching. Um, all right. And then did you, did you pick uh, the, the Grizz or the Wolves? Oh, I go Grizz. Yeah. There's no question. There's so Grizz fun. is like, Oh my God. I'm, I'm just, I'm such a fan of like, letting young studs run like that that team is just a stable full of young young bucks who can just ball in ways that you 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 didn't think you needed to see and they just watching them figure out how to win this season with jaw without jaw it's 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 wild that they lost him for two separate stretches and their winning percentage went up that shouldn't happen they are every small markets like dream like we yeah. all look to them like uh, you guys did it because they did it the right way yeah and yeah. it gives you hope like it gives me as a magic fan hope like we yeah like I, you can do it i look at the magic and i'm like we have the we have these pieces like these you potential the pieces. pieces like it, yeah. that next it's all organizational yeah so we'll see but yeah, I, yeah that's I one of the this. fascinating things like you know i, I uh, i'm biased but i think that toronto has probably one of the tightest organizations around it took 25 plus years to get that culture put together. But once it was put together, everything from drafting to scouting reports, to the coaching, to the development, like it, it, it sinks. And now you have a team on paper where sure you got a Fred Van Vliet and a Siakam, but they came into prominence under some really, you know, heavy hitters. And they, they are this like next level team of nobodies. They're nobodies on paper my Raptors should have actually been 14th according yeah. to, you know, conventional Moneyball stats, but the organ like you, you have to account for a Bobby Webster and a Messiah and a Nick nurse and, and what Tenenbaum is willing to do. And, and so when I look at the Grizz, I'm like, I don't know enough about their front office and their, their work culture, but it's evident on the court that everything is working together. There's nothing going in the wrong direction. And I just want you to know, I apologize. Like as a magic fan, I just found myself hating the Raptors last like few years. Yeah. Um, and especially Nick nurse. Like I think I want to punch his face. And so, but I can, but I can appreciate it. And I'm, um, I'm a Pascal fan, like getting to see him, his rookie year, just ball and seeing the potential and seeing him grow. It makes me happy. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy next to him. In our in 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 his rookie year when he when he first made it to the league they were in Vancouver and um, 
I, I obviously like watched college basketball, so I knew exactly who he was. And I went to, I had a, I have an issue with my knee. So I went to this rehab clinic to get my knee done at the place where all the like sports guys do. And they just like ushered me into this back room. They're like, oh, we'll treat you here. And I was next to Pascal Siakam. And I said to him in his first year, I was like, you're our guy, man. And he was like, oh, thank you. Thank you. I was like, no, no. I was like, you're our guy. Like, like you're the future of this franchise. And, and you know, I was just saying that because I was next to a basketball player, but I was right. You were right. And you can claim that amazing. until the day you die. I can claim it. I made exactly it. Right. Uh, well, there you have it, everybody. The first round, um, all of our picks are guaranteed to be uh, 100% correct. And I, I'll, I'll tell you this, Antonio, I know we're going to get tons of great feedback on what we just did. <laughs> and so after the first round, we'll, I'll have you back and we'll do it all over again. For the, for oh, the I would love that. I think that's uh, what are you what are you working on? Where can we expect to see you next, buddy? Uh, the next thing that I got coming out uh, will be on Disney. I just did a movie called Under Wraps Two. Uh, Under Wraps Two kids movie. Yeah, yeah. Were you in Under Wraps One? No, Under Wraps One. So the, it's like it's a remake of Under Wraps, uh, which was like a movie in the I guess late '90s where like mummies come back to life and kids. I know this them. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty rad. So they did a they did one with uh, Malachi Barton and uh, and. Um, um, I was going to name all the people in the cast, but it's irrelevant. I don't know if anybody knows who these people are. Anyway, it's a bunch of like Disney kids, and uh, and so yeah, they just did they just did part two, and uh, we have a we have a pretty cute little story in there. It's a love story. Um, I got to be honest, man. Disney Channel but... original movies were my gateway drug to Hallmark. Like I grew up oh, on yeah. on DCOMs, and awesome. so like these like cheesy low low budget movies. Like yeah. I think, I think growing up on those movies is what made me feel comfortable around Hallmark. Obviously, the Christmas helps, but it, like it, I think yeah. it it wasn't as much of a barrier for me to just be yeah. like, okay, this is what I want. Like, it's yeah, you great. already know the structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't grow up watching those, and so to, I've now gotten to be in two separate Disney um, projects, and and like having done so much Hallmark, I it was it was I, I walked on set and I was like, oh, this is the same. It's, it's just the same, the same with like a crazy budget. Yeah, yeah. got it. Is it 14 days still? Uh, this, no, this, they shot this movie over the course of like two and a half months, but Hallmark's still 14 days. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This movie took forever to shoot. And like we did, we did, uh, this is a spoiler. No one's going to watch this and then watch under wraps. There's a, (laughs) (laughs) maybe I'm not sure, but the, the day that I went to go start dying for chocolate, I had to do a reshoot for something on under wraps and the director alex Zam, is like the nicest dude and so there's a lot of moving parts and he hadn't really had time to like to to say thanks because i had to change my schedule so i could like come in in the morning and do this thing and uh makeup came in and they're covering me in chocolate on this under wraps because there's this the stunt that happens and then he's like oh man by the way thanks so much for doing this like uh, it really helps us out of it by the way i'm so sorry i didn't even get to ask what you're working on and i was like i'm on a movie called dying for chocolate and like as i'm saying this there's like chocolate dripping <laughs> off my nose my ears and he just bursts out laughing he's like wow he's like you can't make this stuff up can you <laughs> you should have uh, like, gone so on silly. gone on set uh, uh dying for chocolate with chocolate, for dying chocolate coated i misunderstood okay. the assignment guys i thought yeah i, I thought this was the whole thing I thought this was the best. Does my trailer have a shower? It doesn't. Baby wipes? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we'll make it work. That's awesome. Is it is it for Disney Channel? Or is it for Disney Plus? Yeah, it'll be on uh, Disney streaming. Sweet. Disney awesome. Plus. Awesome, buddy. Well, it's so good to see you, and um, I hope too. to see you again sooner rather than later. You're one of my favorite people, yeah. and so it's just great catching up. And um, until next time, may I be the first to wish you a merry Christmas. Oh, thank you. 
Deck the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Philo TV. It's produced by Brandon Gray and recorded live in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. Set decor is by Plum at Haywood Mall. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on Bramble Jam Podcast Network, you can go to bramblejampodcast.com. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here at the studio. Feel free to listen. Feel free to turn it off, whatever you want to. But either way, thanks so much for your support.